it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. People were reaching out to me last night on social media in, I guess, in somewhat shock that Joe Biden, I said, and I have the audio to prove it, about a year ago, I did a whole episode on my former Blaze TV show about it, that the Democrats would go for a Haig-Simons tax or a net worth tax, better known as a net worth or unrealized gains tax. And this is where they would add up anything of value that you possess, proclaim this is your net worth, and then levy a tax upon you. We're going to get to that in such great detail um, in a little bit. Now, I think it's funny, you know, (laughs) who I just bumped my hat brim on the microphone. I was putting my head down for a second. I'm amazed at the people the ankle biters. The ankle biters, the fist eaters, the window lickers. Who just stab, 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 stab. They scream at the sun because it's shining. As a matter of fact, I shouldn't even say that. Because in Plato's allegory of the cave, these would be the people, these would be the people teasing. Someone who gets out of the cave and comes back and reports that the sun is shining. They have no idea. I, I'm going to tell you something. I relish. I, 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 I revel in it. It fuels me. The fact that I am written off by people on the left who think they're inherently smarter than everyone. I'm told I didn't have, I don't have an Ivy League pedigree. I've, I've never been a lawyer. I'm just some dumb right-wing former rock DJ, blah, 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 and all that. And yet I know when I, right now, there are people running to Google Haig-Simons. And they're going to form a knee-jerk immediate opinion on it. They have no idea what it is. You know, there's something about the left that is, is... I don't want to say it's unique because I I think it's something that the Europeans buy into. Formal education is wonderful. If your kid got accepted to Harvard, you wouldn't go, well, that place is just a a left-wing, you know, nutcase factory. You'd be like, my kid's going to Harvard. But there are things, there is more to life than simply being admitted to an institution. There's more to life. That only, that only what is imparted through formal education. To say that human beings are somehow walled off from gathering and synthesizing information simply because they have not been admitted by, by a group of people whose admissions formula is unscientific at best. That's why I say, first, there's two things. I, I, I Break my argument. I don't want to hear about your academic pedigree. Break my argument. Your academic pedigree does not weigh the strength of the market. Just simply waving a, a shingle in front of somebody's face doesn't mean you're right and they're wrong. A lot of the people who are jumping up and down and celebrating this Haig-Simons tax or uh, unappreci- uh, you know, appreciation tax 
have no idea that the Supreme Court settled this 102 years ago. Well, Andrew, that was 102 years ago. Yeah, but see, the Congress can't simply redefine income as it pleases if the Supreme Court, which, you know, you talk about stare decisis. The case of Eisner v. McComber actually does deal with the Article Three, the Article Three powers of the Supreme Court. But, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this. I have something else that's more important. Myrtle McComber was a, was a 1920s socialite. And she was invested in Standard Oil. And if you don't know the history of this, I'll go in uh, deeper because I have some awesome audio of academics talking about how incredible the Hague-Simons tax would be. The re- Do you know where the phrase coupon clipping comes from? Why we say that? You know that TV show Extreme Coupon? Is it Extreme Whatever that show is, the people like literally have like binders of coupons and they pay next to nothing for their groceries. The way it worked with stocks and bonds a hundred years ago, was when you bought stock in a company, the stock certificate came with a piece of paper that you would clip off and you would send in to get your dividends. It was called coupon clipping. And marketers got very smart. We tend to want to imitate wealthy people in this country. That's, that's our tendency. Right? If you look at if you look at technology or luxury, we, we our market is amazing at democratizing democratizing through the market, through production, through manufacturing, sometimes through import, the habits of the wealthy. So you look at the automobile. There was a time when only rich people could afford automobiles. And then automobiles got even more luxurious. Now a fine automobile well-equipped automobile is within reach of the majority of people in this country, whether new or used. So what marketers started to do was if, you know, if you buy this brand of jelly or jam uh, and you clip this coupon and mail it in, we'll mail you, you know, a nickel. And that became the modern coupon. Myrtle McComber said to Standard Oil, I don't want any more dividends. I want more shares of Standard Oil. And the federal government came after her. And the Supreme Court ruled in 1920 that the federal government could not tax that which was not immediately transferable. So in other words, Myrtle McComber's shares in Standard Oil could grow. They could be taxed only when there was a gain. Thus, the capital gains tax. Now, come, come get some. If you want, you want to be an ankle biter and you want to tell me how ignorant I am and how I don't know anything and all this stuff, your, your chance is here. Wine 695 Patriot 9572. See, I, I notice that these people are by and large gutless. Unless they could call up screaming and yelling, which I'm about to give them the opportunity to do. So we talk about Disney. When it comes to actually, as Barack Obama would say, knowing stuff, it's like these people don't know anything. 
They just have an immediate emotional reaction, usually an angry one. An angry reaction, and that's good enough, that's, that's as good as knowing stuff, because once you perceive yourself as inherently smarter than everyone, you don't really need to know anything. You divine your opinions, you feel something, and that stands in for actually knowing something. And that's where we are. But make no mistake, and, and I, I'm going to love watching the Democrats play this game. They're going for this tax, which I believe will be shot down immediately because unless the Supreme Court overturns Eisner v. McComber. Disney, Disney has now been even more exposed. And it's getting quite sick. Ron DeSantis, now Christopher Rufo, I am not going to take any credit for his work. Christopher Rufo uh, has exposed many of these Disney executives. He is with City Journal, the Manhattan Institute. Um, He has obtained video from Zoom conferences between Disney executives where they are openly, openly saying it is the goal of the company Openly saying it is the goal of the company to indoctrinate children into homosexuality and transgenderism and pansexuality and all this stuff. And I have a question. Why do sickos and perverts, these people are sick. These are sickos and perverts. Why do they hide behind the Disney brand? Why are they hiding behind the Disney brand? This is not the Disney brand. This is not Walt Disney's vision. Well, Walt Disney's dead. Well, I get that. But what they're trading on here is the vision and legacy and prestige of Walt Disney. Starting with Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Mickey and Minnie, Steamboat Willie. They're standing on the shoulders of this giant. If they're so damn creative and they're so sure that parents would happily line up to watch content about bisexuals or trisexuals or transgender or whatever it is, then they should step away from the brand, create their own brand, and leave the Disney legacy alone. Now, unfortunately, because of Walt and Roy Disney's passing, they they have come to own the company. It's their company now. And they're going to produce sick and perverted and twisted things for your children. Walt Disney World, Disneyland are becoming the wokest place on earth. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. You know, it's sad. It's sad that we don't talk about their labor disputes anymore, right? Not at the parks. We talk about environmental manufacturing. We don't ask Disney where they make their their products. We know where they make them. In Chinese factories. And what the hell kind of company is governed by the threat of war? See, you know it's funny that there are conservative employees at Disney. Lots of them. And their stance has been, let's keep this company apolitical. Let's be neutral. Let's just make magic. Let's just make content. Let's just, you know, make these immersive experiences. 
That's an entirely reasonable position. Yes, welcome everyone. Welcome everyone. That's right, welcome everyone. But when you start the process of grooming children at five years old, and even younger than that watch Disney products, and even younger than that visit Disney parks, two, three, four-year-olds, you're a sicko. And I realize one of the executives, I have the audio, what's her name, um, Carrie Burke, tells the story of her own children. Well, okay, that's your family struggle. I didn't know that everybody has to be exposed to this stuff. Like that's some moral, absolute moral authority. What about all the people who work there whose kids aren't pansexual? But there's the threat of walkouts now. Is Bob Chappick the CEO? Well, if that's the way it works, if you let your employees dictate how it's going to work or one subset of your employees dictate how the company's going to run, why not? What the hell? Why, why even have a board of directors? Let the employees pick the CEO. Let the employees pick the CEO. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. So here is a content producer named Latoya Raveno. This is the first clip. We have several. She's a Disney executive producer, play Cut 11. The showrunners were super welcoming. Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must have happened in the last, like, like they are turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background, like I was just, Wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to, like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of But, like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. Okay, so there she is. They're, they're going to stick this in wherever they can. It's her, it's her agenda. She's bringing it to your children. And if you don't like it, you're some kind of evil, awful bigot or something. Now here's the president, the president, not the CEO, the president of the company, president of, I'm sorry, president of production, Carrie Burke, cut 12. I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually, Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child, um, and, and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself, but for them, um, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where. Um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters 
in our stories and 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 yet we don't have enough leads so now well go ahead make those movies if you want a true love's kiss between two princesses or a prince and the pauper you go right ahead this is off brand for disney at least walt disney this is what they're doing to the company right now they are openly telling you they are going to indoctrinate your children and they're going to hold this over your head I could speak only for my family. I am not a big spending person on most things. But I do plunk down the change every year to go to Disney because my in-laws are huge Disney fans, classic Disney fans. They went so far as to buy a condo near the park in uh, Orlando. And my kids love the immersive experience. My oldest daughter now is at a different stage than my youngest, who's six, my son. And now it's like, well, are we going to Universal? What are we doing? I'll just come right out and say it. We booked our trip for late September. I'm locked into the airline fees, and we were going to go to the beach for a couple days. We booked a mom-and-pop resort in Melbourne Beach. So now it's what to do about the days preceding that. Do we just say, okay, well, we've got our reservations for Disney and we're going to go and try to enjoy what's left of Walt Disney's vision for a price? Or do we cancel and move over to Universal, let's say? Now, Universal, I don't see Universal getting out in front of this bill in Florida. And as Ron DeSantis pointed out, these executives live in California. So it's not enough that they want to indoctrinate your children. They want to reach into your kids' schools. They want to use their corporate influence in Florida reaching into your kids' schools. And it's not just Florida now. It's Georgia. Soon it's going to be Texas. These executives have decided that they are the unelected school board presidents. And they're going to reach into your life and into your home. I guess they do on television. Why not reach all the way in? Wine six six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. I will say this: I'm going to go to break. I'm going to come back. I got more of this audio. It's always been an old school left wing position. You wait until the factory's built, then you attack, because the assumption was a hundred years ago. What are you going to do? Pick up the factory and move? Well, uh, corporate America has proven it can move a factory out. Not a lot of cars are produced in Detroit anymore. But what is Disney going to do? Are they going to close the park? Are they going to shut down their operations in Florida over this bill? Now, I don't want to go down that route. It would be interesting to see what would happen if the Republicans in Florida took something out of the left-wing playbook and said, you know what? Disney's really unaffordable to the average person. We're passing an entertainment and amusement park bill setting a ceiling for what amusement parks can charge for admission to make it so every Floridian and every American could afford these things. So Disney can now charge no more than $25 for admission. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wintick 695, Patriot 957-2874. We are right, they are wrong, that's the end of the story. 
the arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.